you want to be sure that the dentist is keeping you in mind. If they're running late, they should call you ahead of time and let you know. So that way you could prepare your day a lot better. So be sure to look out for a dentist that will keep you in mind and running on time. The opinions expressed on this TV program by the host, co-host, guest, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions and responsibility of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of UTV or its affiliates. Good afternoon and welcome to the revolution. Apologies for those who are viewing the outtakes, but at least I didn't curse. That's good stuff. Today is Tuesday, June 30th, 2020, and this is the revolution. We have a lot to get to, and believe me, there's a lot at play. Folks, you are seeing the reality, and you are also seeing the reality beginning to be distorted before your very eyes. It's no longer the days of political consultancy giving you an idea and you're Jesse Jackson and they tell you, keep hope alive. It's no longer that. It's no longer the hopey, changey stuff where they tell you, you know, um, um, I have a dream or yes, we can with Barack Obama. Now it's much more insidious. It's scientific. It's Cambridge Analytica, a.k.a. Emma Data, you, um, all of the conservative packs. Think about it. Did you ever have political action committees like PACs, like United PAC? You ever wonder why they're named United PAC? Because that's an American thing. Because don't forget, the United Workers Party is affiliated and has ties to the Republican Party. Nobody wants to talk about that? Ask any ranking member. In fact, we'll even hear Shastney admit that in a while. Right? It's not new. It's only new to those who do not know the history or have chosen to ignore it. Now, folks... I am going to start off and I'm going to go through two tactics today. Two. First is the revisionist history, telling you things are good when they are not good. And the second is the use of, well, we've already been through the use of religion, but the use of race and race baiting to try to get you to become an apologist in your mind for something you haven't even done, but they have done that they have projected on you and then tell you that you should be remorseful, reproachful, or their tagline, you are, on, you are ungrateful as a people. Now, the Jim, the Jim, jo sorry, the, the Jim Crow, um, Willie Lynch doctrine and all the rest of that does definitely state that you, you are supposed to be grateful to the same people who mistreat you. And that's probably where we should start with being grateful for the people who are mistreating you. And that's where we need to put the point and say, uh-uh, not this time. Not this time. The tactics will not work a second time. They worked before. Now, for those of you who want to understand what's happening, the United Workers Party election machine, because they are deciding to go to the polls, because Chastney wants to win, because he's already screwed up the economy long before COVID. 
saw an opportunity to go to the IMF and wants to go to the IMF and has made commitments which are already seeing in play so that he wins the election and then he goes to the IMF, you are going to feel most of the economic distress because he, his friends, his family and select foreigners have already benefited and will continue to benefit. No matter how bad things get in St. Lucia, their body press. But the worst thing is the surrogates. The surrogates right now are being marshaled, and it's all coming back to that same basic feeling of needing to win. You know, some of them from like KKRR were around in the Compton days, and they liked winning with Compton. And Sir John won, and they liked that feeling, and they will do anything to make Chastney win, even though it goes against every grain and fiber of their logic and the reality. Now, I'm going to start off by relitigating the economic argument to show that what they are trying to tell you, you remember the phrase, who feels it knows it? You are feeling it, you are knowing it, but they are telling you it's not true. But KKRR today, and it's not because you're so special, and I know you'll say it's just because you are, or whatever, whatever. I love the way that anytime you are caught dead to rights talking bullshit and lying for the party, you turn around and you say, oh, my thing is just to give a little comedy, give people jokes and whatever, whatever. But at the end of the day, if you're doing what you're doing, you obviously have an agenda. And the party's checking for you. They've brought you back in line. But when you spoke and you spoke your mind, what happened? How much pushback did you get? And how are you falling back in line now? So folks, in all what has happened with regards to the coronavirus and the COVID health response, the economic response is as bad as the healthcare response is good by this government. And even their hacks recognize that. So I'm going to start there. And then we are going to make the case point by point to show exactly how we got here. Because we didn't get here because of COVID. We got here because of counterintuitive governance. We got here because of incompetence. So let's start. I just went through Facebook and guy Joseph pop up talking about trying to start some work for the people of St. Lucia in Bexon, Denry, whatever. And what is basically said that the IMF said if they do those little things they're going to be doing showing that they're responsible well my bank told me that a long time ago one time I went to them and asked them some money and they told me the way I spent the money that I had before and the way that I do my spending I was reckless I did not spend my money right and they told me in order to give me more money I need to go back and learn how to spend my money. Do not waste my money giving it to Jabals. Do not waste my money making bomb. Do not waste my money buying houses that I don't need. Do not waste my money buying furniture that I don't need in my house. Again, that is what the bank told me. The bank is just like the IMF. So Guy Joseph is saying that the IMF said to go and they, they, in fact, what he's trying to say, that they are trying to start little jobs, showing that they are being progressive, and that will make the IMF and other countries help them to get some loans to develop St. Lucia, whatever. My point is, this is correct. You are not saying it the right way, Guy Joseph. It's not that you're trying to do things to make the IMF give you money. What the IMF is telling you, and the rest of the people governing St. Lucia, is that you all did not manage the money well. And that is why you all have no money. 
and for them to risk their money to give to you all again. If you all have to give your money again, you all need to manage the money you all have, the little caca that you all have, you all need to manage it well, and they're going to give you all money. Because obviously, you all did not manage the money of St. Lucia properly. Now I want you all to understand that's what they're telling you all. You are not just doing this because you want to start a little job. That's what they send you all and do. Because you all did not do it. You all did stay four years in the government. And you all did not do it. You all did not manage the monies of St. Lucia properly. I don't care what you all say. It's a fact. Why would they send you and, man and teach you how to use the money? It's because you did not manage the money properly. So as I'm there and Corona come, I have to manage my little money well. And that is maybe they teach you an example that you all should have managed the money properly. And if you want to come back and ask for money and anybody to borrow you money, you all must show that you all are being financially conservative and then they will lend you all some money. So you all screwed up in the past. You all screwed up. Now, are, are you all going to fix it? Will the St. Lucians give you or forgive you all? That is their decisions to make. It is not mine. But the fact remains, you all screwed up the money. So now the IMF is telling you all to go and learn how to manage money. If you all cannot manage money, they will not give you all no more money. So all this other work you all talking, the guy Joseph is saying, oh, he's doing this and he's doing that to, so that the IMF or other people will give them a loan. They send you and do it because you all wasted the money in the past. If you were financially conservative, that would have not have happened. It's just like your credit score. If you have a low credit score, they will not give you anything because you are irresponsible with the money. So, guy Joseph, again, and the people of St. Lucia, it's your choice who you want to vote for. But I'm just saying that what is happening right now is you all did not manage the money at the time. You all should have managed the damn money. You all did not manage the money properly. And that's why I don't get, even get involved in this politics because you all are ridiculous. That money was not managed. Whatever you all say, it was not managed properly. And let me tell you all one more thing. Yes, you all said the Labour Party did not do it. Okay, maybe the Labour Party wasted money. But that's why we put you all in there. So you all can do better than the Labour Party. That's the reason we put you all in there. Now I heard some of you all saying there was never money in there. Okay, there was never money in there. Money started coming. You all know they have no money. Why were you all doing all those parties? Why were you all doing all those things? Ridiculous. Now, folks, every first of all, KKRR, you made this statement, right? I didn't accuse you of selling out your party. I didn't do any of that or whatever, whatever. Because here's the point, and be honest with yourself. You stayed, you looked, and you looked at the entire situation, you listened to the comments of Guy Joseph and others, and you made an assessment without the cognitive bias. Since then, you have been pilloried. I know it, you have said it. You don't even have to tell me that. You have been pilloried to put you back in line. And now you are coming and asking me about do the figures lie. I can look at one, number one, and I can say that that is only 1%. One. I can look at the number one by itself and say it's only 1%. Or I can look at the number one and say it is 100% better than zero.
So people can misquote statistics. Chastain is famous for that, or more to the point, infamous for that. Now, in all of this, if you have your bias towards UWP, labor, towards this person, that person, or you have no bias at all, there are objective measures. So I pointed to, what, must be two months ago, I pointed to everybody, I, point, I showed that everybody, whether they are in St. Lucia, overseas or whatever, they can go on Google. They just Google IMF reports. They Google the IMF reports for 2019 or 2020, and there is a graph that literally moves. It, you can move it, scroll it down. You can see from the day we became independent, the year we became independent, how our GDP was, the levels it was at. So you see, for example, with Louisi, it started off pretty high. With Compton, it stayed generally in the same level, and when it dipped, it went back up. With Kenny Anthony, you saw his, his performances in 2001, 2002. You saw his performances. You saw Stevenson King's performances, Von Lewis' performance. All of them, if you go by the years. So again, for all those in red or in yellow, if you want propaganda to spin it your way, maybe you can do that. But the truth is sitting right there. So I'm going to replay a demonstration for anybody who wants to see that when they tell you that Kenny Anthony performed horribly and in 2015, 2016, and you can see in 2016, he left an economy in 3.4% growth. And Shastne has had... You see, there it is. You've seen it. You can go on your phone, your tablet, your computer, your desktop, your laptop right now, and you can just literally Google IMF report St. Lucia 2019. 2020 is not finished yet, but you can get 2019. 2018. I showed you in the 2019 that you can see all the years, all of the data. This is not something that a Labour Party produced or the UWP produced. This is something that is country data that the International Monetary Fund has. So it is what it is. So when you see Chastain minus 8.5 in October, and then you see that, um, that COVID starts in December, that was the projection. That was the projection. But you see, we acting like we only got here yesterday because that's the narrative. Everything was fine until COVID, right? 
So construction did not decline by 22% according to Shasta himself. Shasta himself, nobody saw the projects that he stopped like the administrative building. Nobody saw that he stopped the Sufra Square and delayed it by a year or any of the other construction projects on island. Nobody saw that. But wait, Shasne himself saw it. Shasne himself said it and tried to spin it. So despite the fact that construction um, last year declined by 22%, a downturn in the construction sector dampened overall GDP growth. Unquote. Mr. Speaker, Growth decelerated to 1.5% because the Prime Minister stopped the construction projects that would have caused growth and an expansion in the construction sector, Mr. Speaker, and concentrated instead on pet projects like DSH. DSH, which is of no developmental, environmental, social, or economic value to this country. So, Mr. Speaker, no amount of beating of chess can refute the fact that growth decelerated in 2018 because the Minister for Finance interfered with economic recovery by stopping many projects that would have generated growth in the economy. So for KKRR, Minerva, Kanisha, and all of those that are trying to spin figures, and they tell you Chastney brought down, and Guy Joseph, Chastney brought down um, the unemployment rate. He brought it down temporarily. He brought it down for one quarter. As Mr. St. Catherine, who came on my show on Politically Incorrect on Choice, twice explained, you have four quarters in a year. If you, if you have something happen for one quarter, that's an anomaly. You have it for two quarters, you watch it for three quarters, it's a trend. And if it's four quarters in, equivalent to a year, then you can say, hey, we did this. Right? The unemployment dropped in St. Lucia for two reasons. One, Shasne just told you unemployment declined by 22%. That's what they picked up. Ask anybody in construction and they'll tell you it's much worse than that, closer to 50 to 60%. Nothing running in St. Lucia, right? So because construction declined, you had at least three to 4,000 St. Lucians have gone to Dominica. Another four, 5,000 have gone to Tortola. Now, if you have a big pool, and I'm saying the same thing again, to all the UWP hacks so that y'all can refine your bullshit. If you are having 100,000 people, or let's say St. Lucia's labor force, let's say 40, 50,000 people, let's say 50,000 people, and you give 1,000 people a job, out of 50,000, your employment will drop by a small percentage. But if you have 30,000 people and 20,000 people have left the country, then the thousand people that you gave a job out of 30,000, it will seem like you have a greater percentage decrease in, in unemployment. So there are less people in St. Lucia's pool of people to be employed because they have left. And once they have left, they do not count in our statistical data roundup. And because the 2010 census has not been conducted because of COVID, it has been suspended. It will not show what we already know yet that first of all, based on, like I said, CXCs, you have 2,000. Look, they just had common entrance there now. Common entrance, you had 2,000, roughly 2,600 to 3,000 students sit in common entrance this year. In 2010, when there was the last set, um, census, it was 6,000. People are making less children. There are more people who have left St. Lucia, gone to Canada, gone to England, gone to wherever, J um, Jamaica, Trinidad, Grenada, St. Vincent. 
The population has stagnated. In 1979-1980, we were 135,000. We still had 170,000, 160 to 170,000 people. We should be well over 200,000 people by now. Barbados has almost, uh, what, an extra 100,000 people over us, 120 odd thousand people over us. But what happened? The one time the unemployment dipped. 2019, Shasta and them say, independence 40. We are going to blow the doors off of a $300,000 budget, and we're going to spend 3 to $4 million. 3 to $4 million pumped into the economy for independence 40, no problem. It creates jobs for people painting, hanging banners, doing events, gospel, um, pageants, independence pageants. People were getting a lot of temporary work, painting sidewalks, cleaning, debouching, according to Guy Joseph, landscaping, putting up the, the, the monuments and all of these things. All of the events island-wide created temporary employment. If you pump 3 to $4 million like they did, and the average person, the vendors and so on get, then it will give the economy a boost. I have no problem with that. But that resulted in one quarter dip. Now... For those who are going to say, because Chastney, of course, doesn't have any shame in saying the total opposite now in his budget, that basically the economy was humming and St. Lucia was doing fine. And all those people overseas who do not feel the day-to-day reality of St. Lucia, of who feels it, knows it, they'll tell you, but what Chastney said, and look at the figures, and these are the statistics. Well, Chastney himself admitted that the economy was tanking under him until COVID made it even worse. And this he said just about two months ago, two to three months ago. Don't believe me? Here's the proof again. Now, the CDB, the IMF, ECCB, and our department here, our finance department, has initially determined that there's going to be a contraction in the economy of 10%. A couple of days ago, um, the governor indicated to me, the governor of the ECCB, um, indicated that that number is being revised and that number is probably going to be closer to 18%. We also heard the comments, Mr. Speaker, I'm sure members on the other side heard it as well, from Kristalina, um, the managing director of the IMF, who indicated that as bad as some of the projections are, she still believes that they're too optimistic. So there is Prime Minister Chastney somewhere around March, mid-March there, speaking around the time of the first time of the issuance of the state of emergency going into the second. And he uses the word initially. In other words, CDB, World Bank, and all of the uh, international agencies had initially projected an 8.5% contraction or negative growth in the economy. Chastney, the lowest ever under Sir John was 7. The lowest ever under Kenny Anthony was minus 5. So Compton minus 7. Kenny Anthony minus 5. The lowest, the worst that they'd ever performed. Compton's highest was something like 14% GDP in the early 80s. The highest GDP was actually from the Labour Party under Alan Louisi, 79.82. Yes, that same 79.82. And Kenny Anthony's highest was something like 9%, right? But don't take my word for it. Go and look at the IMF graph, and you can see Kenny's first term, second term, Sir John's first term, second term, that type of a thing. Check it out for yourself. That's where the power lies. That's how we, we emancipate our minds. That's how we get out of the mental slavery. We, we do our own research. Now, 
That said, he, to- he told you initially. So the minus 8.5 that you see on the IMF chart, he said 10%. So whether he rounded it off to 10%, that's up to him. But he said 10%, so minus 10%. But I'll even go back and say, because that's what I see on the chart, that the projection was for minus 8.5, a record low under Shastney. And yes, Shastney has had growth in his terms, but Kenny started off at 3.4, and it's been depreciating growth. He has decelerated the economy. How do we know? From 3.4, 2.8, 1.7, now we are at minus 8.5, and because of COVID, which I will not blame him for, I will never blame him for COVID, I will blame him for the economic response, but at the end of the day, we are now looking at a conservative estimate of minus 18 And that is why people like Karev Banker, well-respected businesswoman, independent senator Mauricia Thomas, was telling the prime minister that you cannot have a health response without having an economic response. They go hand in hand. People who live hand to mouth, I'm aware there are many of them living hand to mouth. As they sell today, they are in the supermarkets, they are in the stores spending the money. These are people for 14 days, they don't know how they're going to survive. So we have to be conscious of these people, Madam President. Madam President, the PM stated that we are fighting two wars, and he's correct. We are fighting the war on Corona on one side, and we are fighting an economic war on the other side. But he did say, Madam President, that for the time being, we need to focus on fighting one war, and we will look at the other war later. Madam President, I would like to respectfully advise that we look at both wars simultaneously for the very reasons that I highlighted. The persons who do not know how they're going to buy a meal tomorrow, how they're going to survive tomorrow because their livelihoods have been cut for 14 days, Madam President, they cannot wait. But having said all of that, in pure counterintuitive fashion the prime minister actually told us that he knew what the right thing was to do from an economic standpoint was to drive consumption he should give stimulus but then he came with the most asinine rationale that if he even though he gave stimulus people would only buy food when the truth is he closed everything so that the only thing that was available was supermarkets and even that was sporadic Now you have St. Vincent that has the same amount of cases as us, actually two less than us, and they never had a shutdown. They have not had a state of emergency, right? Now I have no problem with the shutdown in the circumstances. I understood why he did it. But the bottom line is the extension of a state of emergency while you're trying to open up for tourism and other things and open up the economy is literally counterintuitive. It's at cross purposes because on one hand, you're trying to open up and at the same time you closed. You open and closed at the same time. The definition, the lesson definition of half-assed. Does that make sense? But listen to the argument. There's another argument that's going on and if you want to create economic stimulation, that what you should do is continue paying the salaries. And I think that that It's one I believe in. It's one that our government believes in, which is consumption. That's what you want to go and attack, is consumption. But Mr. Speaker, I'm going to say to you, at this particular juncture, what are people consuming? Food. 
The monies and the salaries that you would pay in full, they got paid in the month of, of, of the end of March, and so had the money to spend in April. We only got $25 million in revenue. Why? Because there's not much for people to consume more than food at this point. It's not until the economy opens up, until the all clear is given, that we now can see an economic stimulus program. So you squeeze the people, restrict the people, and then complain that the reason that you're not going to give stimulus is because their buying patterns are restricted when you are the one who restricted them. And then now, you have the people down. Their IT shop is closed. They can't do nails. They cannot sell food. They cannot open their bar. They cannot do hair. or They cannot do a bonded weave like I was trying to get last week. You know, a little Beyonce thing. Right? I can't get that. I cannot get my French tips. I cannot get my Rihanna claws. I cannot get my backfill with um, what they call that silicon and all the rest. I cannot get that. No. I cannot get that. I have to be looking how mash up when I come in on TV, right? I cannot go to um, Alice. I cannot go to SNS. I cannot go to Diamond Girl, right? And buy my thong and all. No, I can't do any of that. But at the same time, while I'm down and my business is down, whether I have an insurance company, I have a garage, I have a mechanic shop, I have a welding shop, I have a marine outboard thing, whether I have a restaurant, whether I have a bar, whether I have an accounting firm, all businesses catching the ass. And what do you see to do? You take the lowest common denominator of the same people Mauricio Thomas spoke about. Those poor people who for 14 days, 7 days, however long you want to shut down country for and close grocery store, they cannot figure out how to even make ends meet. They can't see the two ends. I stood up in line with a guy for three and a half hours outside Maison Salazar, and the guy stood up in line in front of me. I never spoke to him, but I was behind him, directly behind him. The guy stood in line for three and a half hours to buy five dollars box. Now, if that's not hand to mouth, I don't know what is. But while people catching, they cannot get stimulus from you. IMF gives you money to give a stimulus, and you take out of it, and you cherry pick political projects. Guy gets the pick of the litter. And then when you finish, you're taking out of the money that's supposed to be for the people. And then when you finish, you actually look like you want to expand your tax base by putting licenses on people for all kind of hustle, little cacodontic things that people trying to do just so that they can make ends, not even meet, but at least they have a little lavi. You ain't want to hear none of that. Because you all already commit to the IMF to expand your tax base. So you say you're going to tax people who have rooms underneath their homes. And then you say you're going to put licenses on people that sell black pudding. If you're doing hairdressing, you have to get a security guard. It cannot be hairdressing at your home. Get blueprints. You have to have your location outside of your home and have a night watchman or whatever the hell. Oh, you see now KKRR and all of y'all there. Tell me, do y'all even know that this bill actually passed? Some said it was suspended and held up. It has already passed. And for those like Nobas that went and say, oh, there were laws against burning coal since 1978. Yes, exactly, there were laws. So why do you all need licenses to have people come? Even if I go in for my driver's license, as every three years I deal with my driver's license. But when it comes to you all now, you all want people to pay license every six months or every year. 
Many quarters of society are seeking answers on the Public Health Act amendment in a quest to authenticate the supposed widely circulated SI number 80. News Force reached out to a number of government agencies. Sources at the office of the Prime Minister claim the amendment was not endorsed by cabinet but was done at a technical level. The trail eventually led to the Ministry of Environmental Health. However, attempts to glean information proved futile. Nonetheless, correspondents from the Attorney General's office titled Offensive Trade Regulation Amendment explains, quote, "The amendments are meant to address public health impacts of such trades in residential and highly populated areas that just they passed another piece of legislation. SI 80 of 2020 I could not believe it could you put it up please it's called the public health offensive and hazardous trades regulations public health offensive and hazardous trades regulations folks when i saw this i could not believe it I want to read a couple sections to you so you will understand here this word interpretation on the section 2 license means a person who may license has been issued under regulation 8 license means a person to whom a license has been issued here what you need licenses for offensive or hazardous trade include i wouldn't i wouldn't read all eh but i'll read some of them chicken farming license slaughtering of animals or poultry license operation of slaughterhouse license poultry processing establishment license poultry farming license lime making license the amendments now make licenses mandatory for a laundry list of trades including print and photography jewelry repairs and manufacturing animal or pig farming and charcoal making President of the Dry Goods Vendors Association Peter Ras Iper Isaac calls the revisions an attack on the small man. We cannot take it as a joke because they are targeting ordinary people ordinary persons as as you said we are doing jewelry so we mean a vendor now who could take some some store you know um seeds and so on put the two of them together and make an air and be like an earring you know a fashion earring so that someone could wear or some ring you could take some coconut shell and make rings I mean all of these things would be under what you call a license I mean this is so heartless. Licenses granted under this regulation are valid for a period not exceeding 1 year and expires on the 31st of December each year. Regulation 10 explains that the license is non-transferable to any other location. Regulation 13 says that the board may suspend or cancel a license if any regulations are contravened. Licensees are expected to engage in daily cleaning as well as undertaking necessary repair to the facility. No one is allowed to sleep on the premises used in connection with the hazardous trade except a caretaker. 
It also adds that no one under the age of 15 is allowed on premises that are licensed for carrying out an offensive or hazardous trade. Regulation 19 speaks to fees. It says that a fee of $50 is needed for an examination by the Department of Environmental Health. A fee of $50 if the license is granted for a period shorter than one year and a fee of $100 if the license is granted for one year. The public outcry has mostly been about the timing of this new licensing regime coming into effect with no prior public notice in a time of national economic distress. Despite the criticism, there appears to be some legitimate concerns on some of the issues by authorities. Assistant Divisional Officer St. Lucia Fire Service Jermaine William has weighed in on the hazardous impact of coal. William says as of June 2020, firefighters have responded to five charcoal-related emergencies emergencies, the same number as the total recorded in all of 2019. You find most charcoal pits um, within the Northern Division are usually located um, close to residential areas. Um, Now, although they are in residential areas, they are sometimes not easily accessed by our personnel. So what usually happens is that we get calls to to extinguish those fires from neighbors who are affected by those coal pits. The most common issues that we have are um, asthmatic reactions, sorry. Um, We have um, had cases where it has triggered um, eye irritation, skin irritation, and a whole host of, of other um, issues. Member of the St. Lucia Photographers Association and co-owner of Wave Maker Photography, James Ajuda, says the industry is on edge. A lot of them are concerned. Um, a lot of them are confused how photography falls into that section um, as a hazardous trade. Um, we could understand if, for instance, you know, it was a situation where persons have dark rooms and so on. But in a world where all photographers basically are involved in digital photography, um, photographers falling under digital trade is really something of the past. Falling under hazardous trade is something of the past. So that's why we're seeking clarification. What, what difficulty do you have with um, the, 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 the SI in particular? See, my fish, let me explain my difficulty. Let me explain my difficulty. My difficulty is, why do you want to tell me I should go to jail or I should be fined if I decide I'm going to scale fish to sell? Explain that to me. Okay, but you have, you have, can you make reference to the area of, of the SI? But it said fish processing. What processing people do here? They clean fish, they got fish, they wash fish, they sell fish. This and, is fish processing. And that deals with the Public Health Act. Okay? Um, no, hold on, Timothy, hold on. It cannot be Timothy. a... No, no. Listen, listen, Conan. If you have a situation where, for example, people sell items that are contaminated, um, and then people go out there and consume it, and all of a sudden people lose their lives and so on, people become ill, what That's, would be said? Explain to me. So let me ask you a question in return. How many years they sell in fish by Tansusi and by Viewport Port? And how many people have been contaminated by fish? And how many people have had a problem? I'll answer, answer that, that question I'll, I'll, answer, I'll answer that this way. When was the last time we had a pandemic? So the pandemic now... I'm just saying to you, so it's, one day, it's just one day something happens. 
into people getting poisoned by scaling fish? Well, I'm just is saying that to what you. you're telling me? Timothy, let me say it clear. Mm. This pandemic is a scapegoat. Mm. It is a scapegoat. And you come and tell me when did we have a pandemic? When did the pandemic translate to cleaning fish and making coals and welding welding and fixing the figures um, cars by the road? The same people that that government has done absolutely nothing for them to eat. They will turn around and tax them because they spent all their money and now they want to get it back. The same poor people, they want to come back and tax. Okay. Don't come and tell me about since when we had a pandemic. Since when did anybody get food poisoning from buying fish by the road? Licenses in place for each and every. Kibun cafe bude. Pamale we cafe bude. Pamale we cafe bude. Kibun giga wa he jewelry. Pamale we. Kibun cafe shebo. Kibun giga cafe shebo. Bujwa kabese cafe shebo. Come on, man. So if this was not a naked attempt at trying to collect more revenue from the poor for people on their hustle and let it be known that everybody in St. Lucia who is not earning right now under COVID, even if they have a million dollars in savings, should at the very least be concerned. And even if they are not necessarily in the lower rungs of the or lower echelons of society economically, they have to be mindful of the fact and they will not spend money because there's no consumer confidence in the economy because of COVID. Now, if this was something that was so good, why didn't the Bureau of Standards roll this out and have a public education campaign? When Stevenson King and them promised to implement VAT, they opened a VAT office, used to see Cokes and HU and them doing little um, you know, videos and stuff like that to sensitize the public. Where was that ever done? Nobody's against standards, but like I said, there are penalties already for people who burn coal, charcoal indiscriminately. It's about the, it's about the licenses if you want to sell black pudding, um, joinery, jewelry. A guy go and get seashells on the beach somewhere in Ancelaria, canneries or wherever, and the guy makes his jewelry. Or in Miku, right on the, on the waterfront, right by, by where Kokolok and them, sorry, that's his nickname, right? Right, right where those guys are, fisheries down there, right? By, by, um, all Souls Lane or whatever by the, by the cemetery. Those guys take conch shells and they roast on them, they polish them, they sell them. What happened? You're going to tax those people? And then when you finish, you get money from the IMF. Now, if the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, not Charity Fund, not um, UNICEF or OAS or FAO, if it, the International Monetary Fund sees it necessary for you to give people who are in economic distress money, people who are in health distress financially money, and they're giving you a loan, you're taking out of that loan to do capital projects. And the kakada now, you're trying to give creatives $500, taxi drivers who've been out of work $500 for three months. And you feel that that's something that you've done. While NI, uh, people waiting at NIC... Going behind that NIC money. There are thousands of people who have yet to receive one payment. 
And that is not something that the government did or took from the government's coffers. That the people don't even realize. The money they get in, the money you get in from NIC is your money, you know. They are giving up a year's worth of money in terms of NIC money to give to you. Isaac Anthony, who nobody wants to describe as a political operative, yet he was on the UWP campaign on platform before, and he was even made the rounds and was considered for somebody as a candidate, a potential candidate for running Miku North. How much more UWP could you get? And he volunteers the services of the NIC against its necessary mission, but we're in an emergency time and anywhere between 30 and 80 million. And in the meantime, you would think, well, since the government has gotten this huge handout, help, to buy time, that they would be burning the midnight oil to get the taxi drivers, get the creatives, their little $500 stipend, their kakada. But even that now, they're making people squirm for it. Some of them last week, or week before, that the guys, the taxi drivers, are getting $500, that, and they didn't have anything, mm-hmm. which I took offense to. Right. Do you know that the, the people, to give these people that $500, they have to bring all kind of documents and all bank statements stating that they, showing that they were making three thousand dollars a month to give them five hundred dollars. So when you go and take a, when you so you have when to prove, you you have to prove that your income is over three thousand to be able to receive uh, the five hundred dollars. Oh, okay. exactly, That's my brother. You have to show you were making three thousand dollars to receive the five hundred dollars. You go and take a bank statement. $25, so you're left with 475 Or you need your mother's name. You need father's... Boy, so much, so many things that you have to present to get that little $500. Mm-hmm. It as if the government's saying, we offer you something, you know, but you're not going to meet the requirements, so you're not going to get it. Mm-hmm. So many things. Nancy Charles said they're going to get the money in the third week of June. We are already in the fourth week of June. June already gone. Today is 29th. Oh, she said Up so. I, I, I missed that statement. Okay. Up to now, you can't get nothing. She said you're not keep up this program. Mm. Right? Okay. And so much, so much for a little five minutes. And you know what really irks me? Anytime Cabot Links didn't have to go through any of these protocols and all these things to see whether they're legitimate or not. To get a pen signed and they get for the about 29 million well we we never really were told exactly and we don't even know what they were expected to do we don't know the terms of the loan um regarding cabot in fact it has never been stated everybody the moment is us the moment is the people alan shas they just don't care about us the people so you have to you have to beg, you have to pull all kind of things, all kind of requirements for $500. Why? Because it's So again, who feels it, knows it? Who are the ones out there that cannot pay their rent, that are now two months behind, three months behind, that do not know where they're getting a job from, that messaging everybody they can find on WhatsApp, asking them, if you know of anything, if you have anything, please... Who are the people working for $30 a day and they, and they have professional qualifications? Who are the people that are working for $300 a month down south in places like Sufre? And nobody wants to talk about that. And then when you turn around, they want you to literally 
Look at what you cannot give your children. Look at your empty fridge that probably you cannot pay the electricity on. Look at your no cable self, your no internet self. Look at your house where if you see you have somebody cooking, everybody in the neighborhood cooking a one pot right now in some neighborhoods, all in Coolie Town, all in Wilton's Yard, all these places, and they're sitting down and listening to my voice right now. And you're going to tell me Minerva will come, and Kanisha will come, and um, Dinish does jackass will come, Jukbwa and Russell and Timothy and Rick and them will come and tell you, oh no, Shasta was performing well. It just messed up the economy because of COVID. And you're going to believe that? You're going to drink that? You're going to literally look at what you're seeing in your own eyes, what you're feeling, and they're going to try and make you spin that against you. But you see, when things were better, none of them, KKRR, where were you? Where were y'all when the economy was at 3.4% and Kenny Anthony was taking licks? Stevenson King had the benefit of Cambridge Analytica telling him that they, in Jamaica, they told Andrew Holness to say, you can't eat figures. So when they tell you the economy is good, you can't eat the figures. And you tried out your famous one where you said you can't eat laptops, which to this day you should not only be ashamed, but Stevenson King, you should apologize to the young people of St. Lucia for endorsing that kind of foolishness. But then you turned around and you came with your now famous one. And I liked it. It was good and effective. You just say, say, anytime they tell you the economy is good or it's growing, just push your hand in your pocket. If the economy has not grown in your pocket, it has not grown. When things were better, when things were better, that was what y'all were pushing. But now this is the actual reality. We are, at my, we are looking to be projected at minus 18 GDP and no stimulus in sight. And when they have any cacada to give you, after they take out of it for their election projects, who they put in, in charge of managing the money? Not Richard Peterkin, not Grant Thornton, not Price Waterhouse, not the Ministry of Finance. They're giving Nancy Charles to go and manage the money that's supposed to reach the poor people, reach the hustling people, reach the lower middle class. But when it was y'all, what happened? The economy lies in our pockets. So no amount of indication that the economy has grown 1.8%, we must say to them, if the economy doesn't grow in my pocket, the economy has not grown. Talk about ching, ching, ching is actual money in your pocket. Ching, ching, ching is about empowerment. Empowerment. And I challenge anyone to go and look at my speech. It is impossible for us as a party not to recognize that people need relief now. As the Honorable Stevenson King said, it is no longer acceptable that a young person puts his hand in his pocket just to be able to hold his hand. He must be able to put his hand in his pocket to be able to get money to be able to buy food for his children. So with respect to the current level of suffering, the UWP will introduce certain measures that we will call five to stay alive. Talk about ching 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 is actual money in your pocket. Ching 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 is about empowerment. 
empowerment. And I challenge anyone to go and look at my speech. And you know, it is no longer acceptable that a young person puts his hand in his pocket just to be able to hold his hand. He must be able to put his hand in his pocket to be able to get money to be able to buy food for his children. Every single St. Lucian must have their own card. Ching, ching, ching in their pocket. That's what the ching, ching, ching is. The ching, ching, ching is not money. The ching, ching, ching is your empowerment. The economy lies in our pockets. So no amount of indication that the economy has grown 1.8%, you must say to them, if the economy doesn't grow in my pocket, the economy has not grown. So you know what happened there? It's called tempting fate. It's called tempting fate. So did we have some rough patches when we, had to, when we were trying to avoid the IMF 2014, 2015? Hell yes. And the graphs and the GDP figures will show it. But by 2016, we were in recovery. Chastney got the benefit of the Royalton and Harbour Club, 950 jobs into the economy, Labour Party projects. If he had just stayed the damn course, he could have had the range in Sabusha. He could have had, sorry, the range in Labry, the hotel in Sabusha, an actual hotel at Canals. You had Caribbean cinemas looking to move down to do, a, um, to do another location in Viewfort near what was going to be the administrative building by Builder's Choice down there. Right? You had the Sufres Square. The economy would have been humming somewhere in the region of 5%. And he could have done all of his crap. But no. First thing he's going to do is sign with DSH. And then he'll tell you that he only met the people at DSH after elections. When the truth is, from an Emma Hippolyte can attest, the first time you saw um, DSH meeting with Chastney was at Cap Maison. That's 2013-2014. But don't worry. Don't worry. When the time is right. Tempting fate. Y'all saw an economy in recovery, and y'all shot all over it. Cambridge Analytica style. If the economy has not grown in your pocket, now it's more than real. Now it is devastating. Now people are crippled. You're putting taxes on their hustle, taxes on their rooms. You're not giving them stimulus. You're taking out of the money that is intended for stimulus, and the money that you have managed for those people, you're giving it to Nancy Charles to manage it. And you're wondering why some people getting paid before others? And some people not getting paid at all. And now that the shoe is not only on the other foot, but the shoe is deservedly where it needs to be. Squarely up your ass. You're all going to turn around now and you're going to say, oh, we've been unfair to the prime minister. We've been unfair and they were performing well beforehand, even though everybody felt the decline. Everybody, UWP, Labour, everybody. I know what it is. It's a simple case. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. No, 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 no. Because it wasn't good. It wasn't justified what was done to the goose. Kenny Anthony may not have been the greatest person in your estimation. But the point is he was never as bad as you said. Especially when it came to economic performance. And you all turn around and you tarred and feathered him. Tempting fate. You said, Kenny Anthony can fix crime. Look who has 60 murders on their, on their, on their legacy there now. Chastney. But they just ignore that. The GDP performances are there. Not one year has Chastney's economic performance been better than Kenny Anthony's. Not one year. From 3.4, 2.8, 1 1.7. Down, down, down. But, like they say, what's sweet in goat mouth?
The most riveting, the most eye-capturing UTV. To advertise with UTV, dial 484-7588 or 572-7588. For some of the most competitive rates, amazing programming, and bang for your buck. The most popular streaming channel, UTV124 on Facebook. Get it now. Check us out on Instagram at UTV124. Email us utvslu at gmail.com. UTV. It's not just for me. It's definitely TV for you. St. Lucia, you asked for it and we're making it happen. Revolution t-shirts are now available island-wide in Groselay at Nesta's Bar in Grand Riviere, a Dax supermarket in the Richard Frederick Building in Castries, Marilyn's Restaurant and Bar at the Daito Fisheries Complex in Denry, Hippolyte's in Supre Town, as well as in Beaufort at Chanel's Upstairs, the Chanel's Plaza. Revolution t-shirts can also be ordered through Johnson for those in the Miku area, from Nyla in the Chozel to Labry area, as well as Diana in the Ancillary Canneries districts. And if you require any other information, please call our National Coordinator Dantes at 486-7658. That's 486-7658. Anytime, day or night. All sizes, all colors. Get your Revolution t-shirts today. None but ourselves can free our minds. Welcome, welcome, welcome. 
to the entertainment nation on steroids. UTV and Hits FM sinking the eyes and the ears of tomorrow today. Not only can you see it, you can feel it. Airing on channel 124 or tune into Radio 92.1 FM is Trisha Lionel in the morning at 11. Also airing live with Lisa and the ever controversial revolution with Christopher Hunt. That's right, we don't do it normal. Stay locked in with UTV and Hits FM, channel 124 and 92.1 FM. UTV, TV for you. Who drinking it first? UTV. Who drinking it first? UTV. Yo, this is Hollywood HB. Bigging up UTV. You don't know the baddest and the greatest. UTV Underground Station. You mad. Welcome back and thank you for staying with the revolution. For those of you who have been trying to get t-shirts at the Richard Frederick building, we had a mix-up, but it has been sorted out. For all the other locations, thank you very much for your support. And this weekend, as in this Saturday, God spare, the older you get, the more you know you need to say that. Um, this Saturday, I'll hopefully be going down to Viewfort. We did Castries this past Saturday, and of course, we did Grosley the week before. So I'm making the rounds as well. Now, everybody... This is serious. The joke of it, those who believe it's conspiracy theory, it's playing itself out. Now, I want to direct this entire segment to Andre Paul. And Andre, I consider you just like Russell, an older brother. Even though we disagree politically, I understand why you have your political biases. And maybe you understand why I have mine and others do. For Russell, the truth is... I can see how he's trying to convince himself and become comfortable with what he's doing. At the end of the day, he has family involved, both with the government and Fresh Start and um, with the police and all the rest of that. So I let it go. And as much as I'm much younger than y'all, at the end of the day, when it comes to politics, sorry to say, <laughs> it shows on my face. In many ways, I'm older than y'all, or at least I have been through more directly in terms of politics than y'all. Nonetheless, this is not so much about politics, but about the mind benders behind it. Cambridge Analytica is here. Cambridge Analytica has people who specialize in mind bending, cognitive dissonance, pluralistic ignorance, gish gallop, you name it. All of the terms come in when it comes to them and much, much more. Weapons grade, people that train the SAS, people that train Scotland Yard, people that have trained the FBI, the CIA, interrogation techniques. They get the truth out of people. They know how to brainwash other people. Everything from Stockholm Syndrome right down to anti-terrorism and terrorism tactics. They know. And they went after the, the second Iraq war. They went into politics. They've been in places like Darfur, Trinidad, United States. So Trump is their poster boy. Boris Johnson and Brexit. The entire thing. Nigel Farage. And they are here. And the only reason Shastney could have them here is because they worked the first, first time. And he admitted it. And anybody that wants the video of him admitting it, I can send it to you. I've played it before. He admitted it. Stevenson King also used them. And these are not just your everyday consultants. These are people who will put a cloud over St. Lucia. And that's exactly what they're doing. So right now, St. Lucians are fed up with Shastney. And that's not a labor thing or UWP thing. UWPs don't want Shastney any more than labor wants them. 
Guy Joseph may be strong in his constituency or maybe not. I haven't been there for a while. But the fact of the matter is, UWPs never liked him, particularly traditional UWPs. But they would tell you, he's the one that does do all the groundwork and make Alan win. So they accept him as sort of like a necessary evil. And boy, are they paying for it. Literally, are we paying for it. But now comes the racism. In the last election, don't get me wrong. Please don't get me wrong. Shasne was the victim of racial epithets. And Kenny Anthony before him was the victim of racial epithets. Guy Joseph has been the victim of racial epithets. And Guy Joseph himself has insulted people like Janine Compton and Emma Hippolyte. There have been things that have been done along sexist and misogynist lines. There are things that have been done along elitist lines. There are things that have been done along racist lines. But you see, there are no barriers to entry in terms of a party. People from all walks of life can support either or no party or say what they want. Now, I am telling you that in the last election, race was used by the United Workers' Party. And they also did the better thing, the more sophisticated thing for them. I'm not saying better as in good, I'm saying better strategically. That they actually made people give Shasne sympathy points. So that people like Minervas can turn around and only in 2018, 2019 recognize that Shasne was the very first political leader of any party to formally call a press conference in which he made racial statements, racist statements, racial epithets and injected race. But somehow, now, we're just supposed to forget about it. And this morning, Andre read out the Guy Joseph talking point. And it's not a Guy Joseph talking point because if you watch the House of Assembly, they were all programmed to do three things. Praise Shastney, draw sympathy for him as if he's a victim of racism and not, a, not, not portray of any kind of racism or injector of racism, as I will prove. And last but not least, is no longer just attack the Labour Party or their favorite person, Kenny Anthony, but to go specifically after Philip J. Pierre. Now, Let's listen to Guy Joseph's statement because his is the one that Andre drew reference from. People's complexion. People's, you see, Mr. Speaker, they attacked him as a white man running the campaign. They attacked him in every way. But you see, they thought that he would not perform. He has been one of the best performing prime ministers in St. Lucia. And so, Mr. Speaker, they have gone to the lowest common denominator to attack a man on the color of his skin, on the basis of what Martin Luther King said. Martin Luther King said, a man should never be judged by the color of his skin, but by the content of his character. So you think this just came out of nowhere? It worked in 2016. That's why it's coming back. The same way religion and Shasne going on with Miss Collymore and asking for forgiveness, but not for what he did. But if you were offended by whatever you thought he was doing. But in the meantime, he never truly apologized. He said he was basically bringing about a new St. Lucia. So if you were offended, if you were the one that he's sorry that you were offended, but it doesn't mean that he was sorry at what he did. He was just sorry that you misconstrued it. The religion is locked in. Now the racism. So first of all, do we not see how Trump is using race in the United States? How he's ginning up his base? 
how he uses white power and all those things. So do you not see that the Republican Party are masters at injecting race into politics? Didn't they do it the last time? You don't believe me. Now, Andre, first of all, you keep repeating this point that Chastney implemented five to stay alive. He did everyone. That is factually incorrect. First of all, he said that he was going to reduce VAT and then eliminate VAT. He did reduction. He has not eliminated VAT. Just go and buy anything in any store right now, you'll still get 12.5%. Second of all, he said um, that they said... What's the other one that he said? Um, the, the, the property tax? Yes, he did. The amnesty on health bills? Yes, he did that. So I don't have a problem. But when he said they reduced the license fees, they did not reduce the license fees by 50%. They reduced the license fees for vehicle licenses by 50% of the increase. So that's sophistry. So Five to Stay Alive was not, has not been fully delivered up to now. And anytime you want, I can point it out again. Now... And it can be verified independently. Now, Chastney, and you chose, or ah, let me make sure to put that out. Folks, we're in the political season, even if we're not. People who are politically affiliated will have WhatsApp groups. They will have this, they will have that. It cannot be an accident that if Jukbwa has a talking point in the morning, Russell Lig will deliver the same talking point by 11 o'clock. By midday, Timothy Polio will be playing it and Rick Wayne will be commenting on it. And by tonight, you will see people like Norbert beating all his mouth about race this and race that. Yeah, it's coordinated. So, Andre, the question that you need to answer is, where did that topic come from? Did you just magically see the news? Or has been on the lower end of the PR efforts of the United Workers' Party government. Did Russell or somebody just tell you, Andre, why don't you raise that issue? That's what we want to talk about. You just took that because it just stuck out to you? Because you have a UWP bias, as you said, you've been going around from a little boy with your grandfather, you'd go and pick up people to go and vote in La Clary, Castries North, because he was a canvasser for the UWP. If that's the case, then fine. But this is the narrative that the UWP wants to push. In the same way that they did not push the narrative that people from all over St. Lucia were fed up with Chastney. And that is why people keep telling you, Chastney must go. Instead, you know what they did? They said, the march was illegal. They turned it into a march, another driver. The round the island was illegal. They turned it into that. So they shifted the narrative. So right now, they want to try and tell you that if you believe Chastney is performing horribly, as a leader, is because of his complexion. His complexion because of his skin. BS. Pure BS. But who injected race formally? So I want to show you a clip, folks, of the gas march for the it's $6.80 that still hasn't been found. Note well when you hear Miguel Favre pointing out that the placards were being distributed from a central party operative on a van. Now, folks, when people have protests in St. Lucia, very rarely will people always make all the placards themselves. You will have different constituency groups, whether it's Labour Party or UWP, and they will have people from two, three days before taking uh, pieces of cardboard, pieces of wood and stuff, and they will be writing out slogans and stuff like that. So there are some degree of centralized control. But on top of that, you will see this lady, and I guess I can say it, have with niggers in control of, or niggers in control employment, at the front and they were in lockstep, and this was coordinated and led by Chastney. You will also hear Chastney himself admit 
that they, in St. Lucia's context, as in us, would be the Republicans, which would make the Labour Party, I guess, the Democrats. And we know that already. But the important point in this is, who injected race there? Was there ever an apology from Chastney or the United Workers' Party? Or did instead, did they turn around and get some lady, the lady to say, oh, it's her that make her sign and this, that, and the other? BS. BS. But beyond that, no apology for it. And none of y'all spoke out then. Not one of y'all spoke out. Look at that, folks. Niggas in control employment. Isn't Chastney right there? Hmm? Isn't Chastney right there? Did he not implicitly endorse we black people being referred to in such a derogatory term? Did he not endorse it? Hmm? Did he not endorse it? Did you all ever call him out? Pastor, did you ever call him out? And guess what? He used our people to degrade us. He used our people to degrade us. Being handed placards moments before the truck carrying the loud sound system made its departure. We're basically a conservative party. Would be the uh, Republicans. Leo Ben Vis. Pa memorable witness. Why is Grenada just dropped to below $10? I said a while ago, Grenada's price has reduced less than $10. That is untrue. I never said it was under $10. I said it was under $11. Grenada just dropped to below $10. Government la peine pour we. Tout ça missively. C'est servigeant cette lucienne. Pour j'en pouvoir. Coutez ça qui a chill. marched against the gas tax. We did not march because of the price of gas. We marched because he was lying. Not one apology from Chastney. Not one formal apology from the United Workers Party. On top of that, on top of that, the Andre Paul that reads the news, the Russell Lake, the talk show host, Timothy Polion, none of them condemned it. Not one. You cannot find them condemning it at all. They cannot. They would not. And then Andre was so taken aback because a lady called and the lady said this morning that there were many people who voted for Shasta because they were told, you know, and they were saying, he's a white man, he has money. Look, folks, that's not about race. That's the fact of the matter in terms of economics. When St. Lucia was seven times British, seven times French, didn't matter with regard to the Europeans' respect for the, white, the claims, the land claims of white St. Lucians. There's history that will bear that out. People like J.Q. Charles actually is even greater than we think because he actually rose from those lower ranks as a black solution and even bought the plantation that he was on. And that's the land where you see J.Q.'s now on all Mega J and all these places on top of the world, Marisil. 
But the fact of the matter is that there has been, in St. Lucia, in Barbados, you can find poor white people, poor Caucasians. But in St. Lucia, let's be honest, the establishment class has generally been dominated by Caucasians. And when they come and paint me racist, you think I have to tell you my grandmother is white with blue eyes, my grandfather is jet black, six foot four, um, Sir, um, Sir Frederick Clark, and I have to tell you my mother's half white or my daughter is half white? No. Because that doesn't mean that I cannot be racist. Neither does somebody who's raised in a pure white family or pure black family. Right? That's not where my argument is coming from. My point is that it's not about race. It's about class. And St. Lucians, whenever they see somebody who is of that complexion, a generality, right? We, we tend to associate it with, in the same way we were a colony, we were associated with power, with money, and so on. That's not anything that we have to stay there and say, well, that's a big, that's the worst kept secret in St. Lucia. But there are people who will tell you that his race benefited him because he had the money and the connections and everybody would get good. They married that with unwisely so, just like with Trump. They told you Trump was the businessman outsider. They took Michael Chastney's track record as a great businessman. And they made you believe that Alan, who has never started or run a business successfully on his own, never. But no worries. Because even today, Matiole, here is his wife telling you race played no part. Hi, I'm Raquel Dubouglé Chastney, and this is my OMG interview. Um, I grew up in St. Lucia. My family is one of the oldest French families on the island. We've been around for a very, very long time. No, I'm very blessed, I think, to live in an island like St. Lucia. It's not something we ever grew up with. I know there are some other islands that deal with those ongoing tensions. It's not an issue we have ever faced in St. Lucia growing up. I think people people have never made fun of my complexion and, and certainly not the other way around. Um, I think it's one of the few islands in the Caribbean where I can truly say racism has never been an issue. I think when Alan entered the political arena, it was the first time I think somebody of his complexion had done that. And there were some calls, there were some comments. Um, I think it was vastly in the minority, thank God, and ultimately it seemed to have not played a role in any way because obviously he was elected with a fairly, fairly overwhelming mandate. Now, conventional wisdom would have said that it would have played a role in the negative. But Cambridge Analytica managed to stoke that in 2016, 2015, and turn it around to make St. Lucians feel guilty, as if they were being racist if they did not want to vote or support or like somebody who did not share their values. Technically, Chastney is not white, neither is Kenny Anthony, but in our reality in St. Lucia, both of them are. Growing up, I even used to hear people say Sir John was white. So as long as you don't have naughty boils, then I guess that's what it is. But that's not the issue right now, because they are trying to make you believe it's about race when it's about values. And I, for the sake of argument, will show you the last prime minister, as in Kenny Anthony, and the current prime minister, both of whom were accused of being white, both of whom were accused, and I'm going to take it, and I'll take the licks for it, right? I'm going to prosecute as white men and show you that it's not about their race. It never was. It's about the values that they have. That no St. Lucian would ever tell you that they're willing to pimp out Pigeon Island and Dolphin for Dolphin Park. No St. Lucian, a proud St. Lucian, a true St. Lucian with St. Lucian values would be willing to give up Maria Islands for some cockamamie causeway crap. 
No solution will tell you that their patrimony is their credit rating. That's what we're talking about. So, where should we start? Oh, let's start with the IMF loan, the most recent loan. The government went to the IMF and they secured the loan. Gaston Brown called it peanuts. We applied for and will be receiving 29.2 million US, or about 78 million EC. Now, let me show you folks what the IMF money is supposed to be used for. Can you put that um, on screen for me, please? What the IMF money is supposed to be used for. Let me get it on, on my phone. Just give me a sec, please. Could you put it up for me, please? Right, no. What the IMF money is supposed to be used for. IMF executive approves. Right, that is it. Good. Folks, as you could see the head in there, IMF executive approves 65.5 million U.S. disbursements to Dominica, Grenada, and St. Lucia. It says, IMF financing support provides resources to the country's authorities for essential health-related expenditures and income support to ease the impact of COVID-19 on the population. I want to read that again. IMF financing support provides resources to the country's authorities for essential health-related expenditures and income support. Income support to ease the impact of COVID-19 on the population. It goes on to say, to address the pandemic, the authorities announced measures to help employees, to help employees and households, including income support to the unemployed. Y'all are hearing this, folks? Income support to the unemployed, tax relief, and providing cash transfers to the most vulnerable and affected. Y'all hear this, folks? That is what the money is supposed to be used for. So it's not a white man took that money and gave it for capital works projects that are not feasible right now, not a priority right now. If he wanted to generate employment that along sustainable development, if he had done an agricultural program to have irrigation and farm labor support to grow the crops that we need when the supply chains break down in the next four or five months for onions, cabbage, lettuce, tomatoes, cantaloupes, all those things, we would all be applauding. It's not white values because there are white people here who are catching their ass now, same speed as black people. It is his values. It is his values because the IMF, a monetary fund, is giving you money to give poor people relief, to help with people that cannot get their cash transfers like the elderly, like the sick, like people who need their HIV and diabetic and hypertension medication money. And instead of doing that, you're doing a bridge here, 
and you're giving um, nationwide because Dahe have to get and Fresh Start have to get and Sipal have to get and FDL have to get. Right? That's what's going on. It's about the values. But you see, they want to conflate it, Cambridge Analytica. And let me tell you, I don't believe Andre Paul is sitting in a meeting and Cambridge Analytica is telling him, we want you to do this, that, and the other. Uh, 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 uh. There are different tiers. So there are people in the top higher echelons who will pass the strategy like Alanders and Dale and so on. Then you have the lower level ones like Ricoll and the others in the office of the prime minister and so on. Then you have the surrogates. So you say, hey, Stephen Jack, come on board and Paul Ward, come on board and Fireburn, come on board and Minerva Ward, come on board. And they, they give them, they do the Zoom meeting and they tell them what they're pushing. And then it's as simple as Russell tell Andre, because Russell is in a chat group or something, tell Andre, Andre, you know what? The fellas say, let's push that and play that and put that as your topic for what makes me mad. And Andre even managed to inject religion and talk about Moses and his wife was an Ethiopian and all the rest of that. And that's exactly playing into the hands of Cambridge Analytica. Because at the end of the day, they love anything that deals with religion, a la Trump. They love anything that deals with race, a la Trump, a la the Republican machine. The UWP affiliated with the Republicans. That's who Chastney is using Connect the dots. There is a belly and space in between them. And then now, again, so I tell you, who are the, look what I love. They tell you um, there are people who are injecting race. A fellow say, he heard people say, Shasne must go. The white man, no. But there are people who will say that because at the end of the day in St. Lucia, people equate economic power with Caucasians. It is a fact. In the same way, people may, sorry to say as a stereotype, May, may say that Indians have best, have great business acumen, or they come and they say black people are always quarreling in the market. These things happen. I'm not excusing them. So when they come and they say, well, Richard Frederick called the man a white man. Richard Frederick can defend himself and take all his blows for himself. And if you want to say it's inartful, no problem. But Richard Frederick is not the leader of a party. And Kenny Anthony, John Compton, um, what's the name? Vaughn Lewis, Mikey Pilgrim, um, Louise, not one of them has ever formally stayed there and addressed the media or addressed people specifically on the ethnicity of somebody. You don't remember what I'm talking about? Puesa. Another word for Kennynomics is plantocracy economics. Because it's only in the days of plantocracy that a landlord would impose taxes on the people were working the lands and not care about the conditions of their work or their living conditions, but was more concerned about his own living standards. But when one sees where the history and the heritage of Dr. Anthony and that a massa mentality, and you can change your name, but you cannot change who you are. I think that we are in a society that is exceedingly tense, um, not just reflected in the relationship between citizens and among citizens, but in the relationship between politicians and citizens to, to politicians. And I have never seen the country as tense, as angry, and as divided as it is right now. And I'm, and I'm now 67 years old, so when I, when I look at the span of history, I'm in a position to make judgments about these matters. That having been said, um, Alan Shastney has said worse. I mean, he suggested that I that I wasn't born with the name Anthony. 
that I changed my name to make myself more acceptable. He's not the only one. Uh, uh, but I have never hidden the fact that I was the illegitimate child of my father and my mother. And as an illegitimate child, you carry the name of your mother. And I'm very proud of that, as a matter of fact. Um, if you look at the inscription in the front pages of my PhD degree, you'll see it's in honor of my mother who carried uh, the name Anthony. But there's a funny story about that, by the way, and I'll share it with you in the spirit of levity. We actually found out several years ago that our surname should not have been Anthony, um, that Anthony was really the first name of my grandfather, my mother's father. So they, they, they named us Anthony, and my mother named herself Anthony, but used the um, Christian name of my grandfather. So the result is that we carry the name Anthony. So I was baptized with, with Anthony. My other brothers changed their name to my father's name, Barnard, um, for whatever re- personal reasons that they had. But I've opted always to keep my name as, as Anthony. So when Chastity goes around and suggests that I change my name to make myself more acceptable to the public, but these are not his words, but in effect that's what he means, then it's really absurd. He doesn't know my history to be making um, statements like that. As to the so-called uh, mass, mass charge, you know, at one time within UWP ranks, um, there was a lot of talk that my father, my grandfather and father and predecessors were engaged in slavery, so um, I'm <laughs> I am the descendant of, of slave masters. Um, you really have to laugh at these things. Um, the truth of the matter is that my family, the Barnards, came out to live in the Caribbean in the 1880s, long after slavery. And uh, they were um, a family that spread throughout the, the Caribbean. And what they did on arrival in St. Lucia, um, some of them um, purchased estates that had got into trouble. And of course, others went into commerce. Um, I'm sure you remember, year, well, you may not remember because you were still young, years ago there was a company called Barnard and Sons um, on the middle of Bridge Street. I mean, a lot of them afterwards that company got involved in all kinds of things. Apart from being merchants, they even got involved in the coal industry. Um, I'm saying all of this um, just to debunk this, but it's those connotations are always attractive to politicians, and I have had to confront this from time to time. Of course, um, children often carry the the burdens of their of their parents and foreparents, but it it is also equally unfair that you have to be um, judged not by who you are but what others think you are but the fact of the matter is the Barnard family were never ever engaged in slavery um, they were not planto- plantation owners during the period of slavery they actually arrived in the Caribbean in the 1880s and they came out of Sussex in the United Kingdom now imagine how much Cambridge Analytica engineered what Chastney did in terms of his whole Massa press conference Think that Chastney did not even do the research to know that there were no landlords and there were no wages in slavery times. And this is the same man that uses colonialism having a conscience, but yet we are the ones who are being racist. I want you to think to yourself, what mentality, who sat down there and thought that it was offensive as an insult to them that there were niggers in control of employment? Think about that, internalize that. What does that tell you that somebody within the PR campaign thought it offensive in terms of the UWP 
that black people in a black, predominantly black country could actually be in charge of their own employment. That actually in the nice acronym um, um, tarring and feathering and propaganda and spin actually is telling you that somebody there thought or felt offended at who was in control of employment according to them. Now, Kenny Anthony was excoriated and vilified by talk show hosts from Timothy Polio to Jukwa, Rick Wayne, and everybody in between because he said and made a comment about class when he said that the election would be between the Labour Party and the Chastenays. Speaking about class, but Chastney, who made a comment about race and called Kenny and told, accused Kenny of having a massa mentality, and you have never heard one of them. One of them go after him in all the years. And today, you heard Andre say, well, maybe he should apologize. Um, but you know what? Moving forward. That's the one that they do. He wrecked the economy, but you know what? Moving forward. And if anybody does it, moving forward. When Kenny Anthony said that they were uh, media terrorists, he had to apologize. Shasnik goes on a show, talk show and he gives you a thing where he tells you, if you are misconstrued, if you feel offended, then forgive him. For what he is doing. Because he's just building a new St. Lucia. So, for the sake of argument, we are going back. And I'm going to show you, again, the difference in the value system. Between what we will both call, for the sake of this show only, we will call two white men. And I'm showing you it's not about their race. It's about their values. One, Kenny Anthony with socialist values and socialist progressive values. And the other one, Shastney, with elitist values. So... The proud program. You don't know what I'm talking about? Here's Sean Edward. What about land rationalization? The Prime Minister spoke about land rationalization. Proud and Invest in Lucia are the agencies leading in that respect. There's a lot more that I can see. Proud was an initiative of the St. Lucia Labour Party funded by the Caribbean Development Bank. Co-Government Labour, Deputy George Charles, we are lisez that you know the manier to buy the power in society, empower the is to give them tenure to land, land ownership. That, Mr. Speaker, is the legacy of the St. Lucia Labour Party. So when you come, Mr. Speaker, into this house and you want to claim Causeway as an achievement in 2020, you cannot talk to me about legacy. So a party hack of the United Workers' Party can easily tell you the Compton Dam, the Compton Highway, the Causeway. They can tell you these things. Compton built the Compton Dam. Yes, Compton did that. And kudos to him. But Kenny Anthony is not, you don't have the Kenny D. Anthony West Coast Highway, the Fisheries Complex, the George Odlum Stadium, the Darren Sammy Stadium, the prison. And you know what? Forget the physical infrastructure. Forget the promenade. Forget all of those things. Forget that. And let us focus on the proud program that for all intents and purposes, a white man stayed and realized the inequity in our society as is already a fact that the land claims of white solutions were respected by the Europeans and we of course were a colony then an associated state and then independent and black people had to earn and find ways to earn so they could buy land that they should have had title to in many cases in the first place and that is why like I said people like J.Q. Charles should be lauded for what he managed to achieve but then turn around and think that if you live in Bruceville, Shantytown, or you live in anywhere in St. Lucia, the proud program would allow you to get ownership of those lands. 
Use those, use those lands to get a mortgage to fix up the house. Maybe build a bed and breakfast. Maybe take it and start a business. Maybe a bakery like in canneries. Or maybe turn around and refurbish the house and sell it. Maybe send your children to school and take a mortgage on those lands. That was his priority. His values as Kenny Anthony. And it's not for any love of Kenny Anthony. It's just a fact. That was his priority. Again, here's another reminder. The Labour Party government established a program for the regularization of unplanned development, PROUD, in the year 2000 to improve the socio-economic conditions of low-income households on the island. That year, the Caribbean Development Bank began providing active support for several infrastructural projects. The Ministry of Physical Development, Housing and Urban Renewal launched a new project on Thursday under the PROUD program. The implementation of the Shelter Development Project, including PROUD, has achieved success by pioneering the construction of roads and footpaths where none existed before. The construction of drains to protect the roads and safeguard homes where none existed before. Facilitated the erection of retaining structures where necessary. And most importantly, demarcated boundaries and provided the opportunity for occupants to obtain tenure of their properties. Representative of the CDB, Stephen Sandiford, says the Caribbean Development Bank has financed various initiatives in the housing sector across the region. Sandiford says providing appropriate and affordable housing to low-income households is no easy task. The challenge is compounded by the current macroeconomic and social issues affecting the borrowing member countries of the bank. Weak economic growth, reductions in real incomes and purchasing power, increasing unemployment, and the escalating costs of both land and construction all present ever greater hurdles to those citizens who are least able to overcome them. The ceremony was held at the conference room of the Discovery Hotel in Marigo Bay. Kenny Anthony was white when he won 16-1, and he was white when he lost 11-6 to Shastny. Shastny, when he lost Soufre, was white. When he won 11-6, he was white. And if he loses or wins in the next election, it'll still be the same. So the white part of it that they're trying to mind-bend you over to, that Cambridge Analytica specializes in, don't fall for it. If you want, ask me for these videos, especially the one where, Ken, where Chastney is calling Kenny Massa. I'll send you all the videos and send them out to everybody, UWP or Labour, so that we kill that from now. And I'm showing you the difference in values. Kenny Anthony, St. Lucia, what is on our coat of arms? The land, the people, the light. The respect for the land. Now listen to Chastney, right? While he's addressing the Chamber of Comatose. Just listen to him. Um, Invest in Lucia agreed and they delivered a presentation and we had um, quite robust discussion and debate on the project. We have decided to bring this discussion to you in the north of the island so that you wouldn't have to drive all the way down to Viewfort. Though generally we ask the business community in the south to drive all the way up to Castries. So we're trying to balance this off. And um, the chamber believes that it is important that we have these discussions because this is one true sure way to find out exactly what is happening, what the plans, what the intentions are, and how we can expect them to pan out. We believe that unless we have these 
discussions in open forums like this, it is absolutely difficult to hold our governments accountable. It is part of making them transparent as well. The, the, the debate and the discussion came into the public domain in an unconventional manner. But it isn't the public domain now. And we thought it was only right that the government directly addressed the chamber. The chamber is going through a strategic planning process now. And part of it is to engage the government on an ongoing basis on matters affecting members. We are anxious to have a turnaround in the chamber in terms of how we service our members and how, what kind of value we bring to them. The question becomes, do you think this Lucia can grow? Do you think that there is enough land here to develop, to grow? Do you think that there is a big enough market to absorb whatever we produce? I think conservatively, St. Lucia can easily absorb 10,000 hotel rooms. Easily. And while we're doing that, I don't think it's going to have any impact on what we're doing with agriculturally. I don't think it's going to have any impact. So when I came in and I met with uh, Mr. Tia King, and Mr. Tia King had basically gotten frustrated with St. Lucia and had moved on. So in fact, it was a businessman in another country who was showing him around who said to him, look, there's a new prime minister in St. Lucia, I know him, I think he's a great guy, why don't you give him a call? Because it seems that your heart's still set on St. Lucia. So he came over, um, I met with him, I was extremely impressed with him, um, and in terms of what he had told me that he had done. I did my own due diligence. So I was sufficiently impressed that the people that I met were well-established in their industry and had an incredibly high regard for Teo. And while Teo was a new entry into the market, what they loved about him is that he had some new vision for horse racing. So think about it. 10,000 hotel rooms. And people like me telling you, the man wants to turn the whole of St. Lucia into one big hotel. And what are we going to be in that hotel? Staff, laborers, the independent taxi driver now is suffering from vertical integration. The fisherman will now have to be a security guard at the casino because you destroy all the coral reefs that let him be an independent fisherman. And you don't have a problem with that because your family handling all food imports, all fish, all seafood, whether it's, if it's not butch, it's the in-laws. Nothing for that. You close down the, the what you call it, the abattoir, because whose family that bringing in all the meats here and setting the price? All right? Agriculture, you get rid of the, the marketing board, just like you got rid of fish marketing board. And Lucian Blue Ocean, daddy, sell the fish. And who's selling the meat? CPJ. Yay. And nobody's checking that because Andre and them only know my, I'm UWP and my father and my grandfather and this and the other. And then labor people on the other side saying, yep, and they're not realizing. That's why I continue to say it's about right versus wrong, not red versus yellow. But here you have the professional class, the super friends, the Justice League of Solution Business, and all of them taking Mumu tablets, right? That's why I call it the Chamber of Comatose. So they'll stay there and they'll meet you one-on-one -on -one and they'll tell you, boy, this is wrong, that is wrong, people are afraid, people want to talk out, the government is doing this crap, this, and that. But when they sit there for the day, sip your tea, sir. 
Nothing for that. But the common man, even UWPs, the common man was seeing it from times. So 2017, Morgi, a UWP so much that people still talk about him running for Mikunov. And listen to him. What some people that say They say all the years you singing Politicians you lambasting Now in the tent Your voice went silent From the time the man came in power Everything on hold is sent in shot But if was skinny You run your mouth already Boy the people mad Some of them sad They in pain why I can't stay quiet again Well, yeah 2.6 billion dollars I hear China will take over The guy in charge of all the money That we get in from foreign countries To be a citizen of St. Lucia Passport come cheap like toilet paper Afraid of the dark, so you bring the flag over. We still pass a dumbly sweat. Why the deal was sent so quickly? Right after the election victory, did you have? Pay back campaign money. Questions the people asking who the hell is benefiting when you give all the land to all them small like Charlie Man. Will the Bible cause bring us home? Will the Bible cause bring us home? We all agree we need investment in the country. Boy, the people cry, no one hear their cries. Some of them scream like Jesus, he must fulfill his father's dream. Now I hear Bradley Felix cannot remember what he signed on the piece of paper. If I saw property bump to rise, I shall will capitalize. Prime Minister, only come on vacation in St. Lucia. That just give me nightmare. Thank you! The hell and future concerns me And everything she facing I don't care if you red, yellow or blue I don't care about your that business Or if cackle was called a rapist When you don't agree To have done things in captivity Criminals on the wrong page Murder takes center stage Corruption is plaguing with foundation While the people yearn no one is con 
dancing. Say a prayer for Lucia. Like we have, we own the night from Paris and Lucia. Boy, $8,000 phone bill for Mary. We have people living in misery. The guy putting his head everywhere. Like the minister extraordinary. The guy no got time to party. Like the others take tablet mumu. What is Calypso? Not a reflection of the voice of the people? And you wonder why there's a state of emergency? Think about it. 2017, all of what Moggy's saying there is totally relevant right now. Donald Trump in St. Lucia. Literally using the same Republican machine to bend our minds right now. Trying to get you to believe that you should apologize in your mind because somehow they're trying to convince you being racist because you're attacking Chastney on his values or lack of St. Lucian values and incongruent lack of business acumen and social strategy for governance. Right? He himself said it is a counterintuitive government. But at the same time, I'm showing you if you want to go race, that Kenny Anthony, as a white man, prioritized giving land to St. Lucians who are disenfranchised. Chastney is taking land, giving it to people who don't even have money, but because they have links <laughs> and all the other purposes, the nefarious purposes, you already know. Mr. Speaker, as we work on building a new St. Lucia, we must be open-minded. We must be prepared to examine the non-traditional ways of attracting foreign investment to supplement domestic investment activities. It is from this perspective that we have accepted the Citizenship by Investment Program as a viable means of attracting foreign investment. And Mr. Speaker, we're not alone in that persuasion. Apart from the five OECS countries which have CIP programs, Austria, the United Kingdom, the Netherlands, Greece, Malta, Turkey, to name a few, all have similar programs. Mr. Speaker, since its commencement, the CIP has contributed EC $131 million to this country. At a time of dwindling resources and grant funding and even increasing demand on government services, government will leverage the demand for our passports as a means of attracting foreign investment into St. Lucia. We heard the Prime Minister indicate that $131 million of the CIP of passport sales had been collected. $131 million. But I can tell you, all that money has gone to foreigners. All of it. So whilst our money is being used to sustain foreigners... We have not one cent in the investments. And as Sicily said, they are milking the bull. Oh yes. Ojo Labs have been called investors by the Prime Minister. When Alva Baptiste quite appropriately referred to them as leeches, Chastney took umbrage but it is a fact they are leeches. 
They have spent not one dime in this country. People all across the communities and constituencies of this country are being impacted negatively. In the absence of strong policy responses, the COVID-19 crisis could deepen disparities between communities, even in the St. Lucia. So better resource communities are going to do much better than the poor communities. And you see, Mr. Speaker, we might end up with a situation where we have a few rich people and the majority of people are poor because the middle class, if they are in free fall, will disappear. And you know, Mr. Speaker, they take it lightly. Members opposite take everything lightly. That the warnings are of no consequence. We are about to open up the country. We are about to borrow for infrastructure to give people jobs to do. Those people who are at the barbershops and had to close it because of COVID-19, are they going to be employed in those projects? The people with the hairdress, hairdressing salon, are they going to be included in this? The people on the block, all of those people, are they going to be catered for? The point is, the people of this country require assistance. And they require that assistance urgently. Or else by the end of 2020, thousands of families who existed above the poverty line will be below the poverty line. I can speak on behalf of my constituents that we are not leeches. The leeches are those who come to a poor country and want the country to spend over $3 million doing baptism shuval for them. Spend millions of dollars diverting roads. A leech will come here. Like those who go in our NIC funds and take millions of dollars for some Cabot Link project. Speaker, These are the leeches. Understanding a point of order. Mr. Speaker, I have, allowed the, member, I have allowed the member from Labry to say that in previous sessions of the House where he has used the word leech to describe investors in this country. I would like him to desist and desist from making those statements. He may not appreciate the investment that's being made, but to use derogatory language to describe them as the speaker of persons who have come to this country, invested their money, created jobs in this country, and are helping to promote this country every day. I, Mr. Speaker, I have a, a, a strong objection to him doing that. That's not the point of order. Honorable member. Mr. Speaker. I, no, no, let me just say something. Um, I would say that um, investment is a very crucial part of our economic development. And I would ask you to be very careful how you refer to persons that partake or assist us in our economic development. Mr. Speaker, Mr. Speaker, two things. One, the member from Miku South will not instruct me in this house as to what I can say or what I cannot say. I am quite conversant with the procedures of this house and I will take no directive from the member from Miku South. 
And secondly, anyone, anyone who comes here, we have to take millions of dollars to divert road for. This is a, a small and vulnerable economy. I have every right, every right to express in the most profound way my displeasure and my dissatisfaction with what is happening. When the Majomel Road is in a deplorable condition, it needs to be repaired. $13 million is being spent for Tiwa King to divert a road. And I must come here and I will not call Tiwa King a speaker. I'm not going to yield. You have no point of order. Yes. Look at what is happening in Viewfort. A thousand acres of land given to Tiwa King. He was granted an emphytic list. For a dollar an acre. One dollar for 99 years. So every year, the people of this country get $1,000 from Tiwaking. Yeah, $1,000. That's all we get. For 99 years. Tiwaking can write a check for 99000 and he has paid the list for the 99 years. And based on the kind of list he has, anyone with an emphytic list, is empowered to sell the unexpired period of the list. So you can buy the list. What's happening now? T.O.R. King is in the process of subdividing our lands and selling it to rich foreigners. That is what is happening now. Lands that T.O.R. King got at a dollar an acre, not a dollar square foot, you know. A dollar an acre. He got, if you take 43,500 and whatever square feet, that is equal to a dollar. So that means he got a square foot for about what? Two cents. No, uh-uh, 43,000, two cents. No, 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 no. He got a square foot. Somebody do the mass. Somebody do the mass for me, please. And divide 43,560 by one dollar. That is what Tiwa King got a square foot of land for. That is what he got a square foot of land for. Way less than a cent a square foot. Less than a cent a square foot. And that land is now being subdivided into lots. And T.O.A. King is making millions of dollars off our land. And guess what? The proceeds, what has T.O.A. King done? All he did was befriended the prime minister. And he got all the land and now he's selling our land. So we get less than a cent a square foot. He's probably selling for 40 and 50 US a square foot. And he's making millions and millions and millions of dollars on our land. And guess what? Uh, the proceeds of sale are his personal property. The money is his. It is his money. Isn't that another example of Shastay taking from the poor of this country and give to the rich? We will allow 
local tourists to be able to experience the very rare natural uh, features formation right up in the ocean. So I know I've gone over time, but I'll try to take at least one call at 5727588. But make sure, folks, from today, the game is on. There's no accident that you see they put in patwa shows on religious stations. There's no accident that, they, that they're going into the churches and they're going after the church and they're going after the youth. There's no accident that they... And Andre, I'm telling you, you will not believe me, but you will never know. And I'll never blame you. You have every right to support any party that you want and do whatever. I, have, I hold nothing against you. You did nothing wrong. But I am telling you that Cambridge Analytica is behind what you all are doing there now. And if Russell wants to pretend he doesn't know, or maybe he doesn't know, I am telling you that is what is matriculating. And it is not about white versus black. It is about elitist values versus St. Lucians and St. Lucians suffering under Chastney's elitist anti-St. Lucian values. Good afternoon. Hello. Good afternoon, caller. Hello. What's up, my boy, Christopher? Good afternoon. <laughs> I know your viewers must be going crazy right now. Well, I made my I made my points, and you know you can't stay long because they'll come for you, even if you're in North Carolina. So talk to me quick. I know the food. The food <laughs> is, no, all I was saying, um, you agree that there's no money on the island right now, right? North I agree that no Shastney squandered the money. No, I agree that Shastney squandered the money and is taken out of the money that is meant for the poor people and using it for projects that are used to fund elections, election and campaign projects. I also believe that if he says he has 131 million of CIP money, then how come it hasn't reached us? So I do not understand okay, why I'm supposed to excuse that. You know, I'm going to listen to you because, you know, the long-distance call. My name I want. Mm -hmm. But anyway, all I'm saying, if you all, we agree. I mean, the things you say, some of it makes sense. I don't know all the details, like you all go, go through all those documents. But at the same time, if you listen to a UWV guy, they can give you the, the, their version and songs very good also. But the point I want to make, if you all take out Shasta, which you all know, there's no money. I want to know what money you're going to use for the people of when Kenny comes in and there's no money. Where are you getting the money is my question, and I'm going to hang up. You want the answer to that question? Very simply. You see the money that's used to pay Ernst & Young? You see the money that's been used when it comes to sandals and the taxes? You see the money that's been used in direct awards to Fresh Start and FDL and all of these people? All of these contracts can be reviewed. The Teowa King deal can be seen if it's unconstitutional or not. The fact is, at least with Philip J. Pierre as an accountant and an economist... We will get the accountability that we want because one thing, when an accountant holds a dollar, the queen cannot breathe. All accountants, from my buddy Harvey Alphonse at Wig to Claude Griffith the Great himself and Jeff Stewart, they know how to manage money. Chastney knows how to bluff. We need somebody who can actually manage money. And however flashy Philip J. Pierre is or is not, the point is at least he knows basic economics, at least he knows how to manage money. We'll take one more, just one more. Good afternoon, caller. Good afternoon, Christopher. Good Greetings and salutations. You're on point, my brother. Thank you. I've been listening to you, and what they have tried to do, it's a new dis, and they try to infuse religion, because they know that's our soft point as black people. And so they try to use 
just Moses appealing to the gallery, as it were. And, you know, that is just a bluff. That's a kind of a um, reverse racism, which is a myth. There's no such thing as reverse racism. He's just playing on the minds of the people. It's a psychological effect they're looking for. So he goes in church and says he's sorry. If you're sorry, why don't you bring the, the National Trust money back? Exactly. Go and humble yourself. Go to your enemy. That's what the Bible says. And make things right if you're enemies. Go and apologize to the people that you offer. Don't come and give me a generalized thing. That don't work. That's not biblical. And I hope Guy knows that. And even Moses. When he saw the oppression of his people, he killed a man. You know that? True. And that's why he had to flee Egypt. And that's not the end of the story. When two of his own people were in a quarrel and he went to put peace, they said, you want to kill us like you killed a man and you buried? We will tell Pharaoh about it. It is always your own people when you brainwash them that turn against you. And that is what's happening in St. Lucia. These fellows have a psychological machine trying to play on the minds of St. Lucia, but Shastne has proven his metal, who he is in essence, and his, and his, and his modus operandi is what is sipped in colonialism in essence. I agree with you, Kola. When you're not dialoguing with your people, you want to rule by a decree. You want to play, you have go, go, go. <laughs> you want to do what you want. Nobody can, you put all ministries under you. I mean, come on, come on, we dumb dumb or what? You know what? I'll use a strong language. Le what? Le yon fetaikai. You can shut your money. Le yon puyazatwa. You can suffer a lot of money. They're in the trap now, so they're singing a different song. But you know something? Oh, chew your papa. Thank you, caller. Thank you. We'll have to leave that as the last caller. You know what? Michael Shastney would make a better prime minister than Alan Shastney. Dunstan Dubolet would make a fantastic prime minister. Jeffrey Dubolet would make a good prime minister. I can name so many St. Lucians. Just like I talk about people like Anthony Bristol. UWPs that would do a damn good job. Stevenson King would do a better job. Although he's proven himself to be a true, true waste of time. Unculpable. So it's about values. And I've shown you evidence-based that Kenny Anthony, as a quote-unquote white St. Lucian, put St. Lucians first and, and practiced policies and implemented policies that gave equity and equality and a chance to people. Shastney does not care about black or white St. Lucians. All Shastney cares about is those who kiss his ass, those who he can make money off of or with or for that can help him, and those that serve his own elitist pea-brain mindset. Full stop. And you know what? Trust your instincts, St. Lucia. Don't let them fool you. All of those who are there right now, that trust your instincts, you have been hearing it, you have been seeing it. Don't listen to those who have come after three to four years of saying, these fellas just playing politics and ignoring all the issues. And again, Andre, I'm even willing to come on your show with no documents whenever you're ready. And I will make my case for you and Russell, even though you and Russell always get the last lap with Charlie in soliloquy, not taking any phone calls, three UWPs speaking and pretending that they're objective. And I'm not here to be objective, I'm here to be factual. My point is that St. Lucians know what's going on. Don't try to fool us, because we've known for a while. I'll leave you now with a clip 
that's long, but it's worth it. Of a young lady who did not win the, the Carnival Queen pageant. But as we have been stifled out of our culture, we must not forget who we are. And she reminds us. As we get ready for landing, and as we get ready to approach the new St. Lucia, the captain, and I would like to say thank you for choosing St. Lucia Airways, Sabtanumem. Are you guys enjoying your flight? I said, are you guys enjoying your flight? Allow me to tell you a little bit about the country. St. Lucia is 248 square miles. Yes, I said 248 square miles. New figures based on the last census due to the new causeway in Viewfort, Monrico, and Rock Island. The demographic still stands at mostly black with a small... I said small Indian and white community with a new emerging demographic of Chinese. Somebody say Hong Ching Hong. Studies say that perhaps in the next decade or so, St. Lucia will be the first Chinatown of the Caribbean. We seem to be getting closer. If you look over to my left, yes, my left, you would see what is left of the Sulphur Springs. It is now the first walk-in, drive-in, sleep-in, fat-in, suffer adventure park. Ah, a little further out to the sea. The majestic Petons, also known as UWG. Up we go in. <laughs> the first excavator mountain climbing park, tallest in the world and closest to heaven. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> the new St. Lucia now holds the award for the most hotels per capita. Yes, sir? Oh, sorry. No pato on the plane. I know it was a St. Lucian thing, but it's been phased out since 2016. We're now in the year 2045. Anywho, any information on our nightlife and social activity can be found in the brochure in front of you. Grosley Friday night cheap parties are now on Wednesdays. The Fridays, isn't that amazing? <laughs> ah. We seem to be flying over Denry. <laughs> As we fly over Denry, we must hail the district for its creativity and strides. Bringing home the first Grammy for the Denry segment or Lucian Kuduro. 
Isn't that amazing? <laughs> oh, what is that, guys? What's that? Up there, up there. It's not a bird. No, it's not a plane. <gasps> it's Laverne. Laverne Spencer. Everybody say hi, Laverne. Hurry up before she goes back down. <laughs> Woo. I seem to be getting a call from the captain. Hello, captain. Yes, captain. Like we say, everything is amazing. <laughs> But how you mean we cannot land? <laughs> but how you mean we cannot land? Okay, Captain. I'll handle it, Captain. Like we say, everything is amazing. <laughs> I just got word from the Captain. Saying that we're unable to land in St. Lucia today or ever. Because we're all actually locals. They're only accepting tourists and foreign investors. But why didn't you guys tell me all were locals? <laughs> Lord, you mean to tell me not one tourist on the plane to save us? Any one of y'all have two passports? <laughs> getting a call from the captain. Hold on, guys. Yes, captain. Um, so, Papa, where are we landing? Six months now. I have a fruitcake for my grandmother, and I have to collect my susu money this afternoon. But how you mean, captain? It's my home, too. It's my St. Lucia. Your St. Lucia. It's our St. Lucia. Make it work. Hello? Hello? Captain? 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 Everyone, they seem to be a bit of turbulence on the ground. Tugman, let's go! The opinions expressed on this TV program by the hosts, co-hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions and responsibility of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of UTV or its affiliates.